0: are worlds between our own, and from these worlds, there are written histories, both ancient and modern. To read of these testaments, scrawled in hidden places, and on other things, you must fix your eyes uncomfortably within you, and if successful, your gaze will unlock the door behind raw imagination, and meet the manuscript of it. The
1: Hello, I'm Shark Child, and this is the Dark Verse testament scrawled in hidden places and on nether things with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. I have to admit that I have massively failed. In the episode for Knave part 1, I mentioned that I was going to have music or an intro for Nave Part 2, or, you know, for the Nave series in general, when Part 2 came out. So here we are with Nave Part 2, and alas, I have no music, which sucks, and it's partly my own fault, partly not, partly inspiration, partly time, partly laziness, but I think everyone knows those different parts of the equation. With that being said, make sure you check out the podcast website at thedarkverse.com. I have my own personal website, which is at sharkchild.com, and also make sure you become my fan at facebook.com slash sharkchild. Alright, here we go. This is episode 66 of The Dark Verse, and it is entitled Knave. Part 2
0: There is such a thing as the chaos of fate. An endless fingered glove. A maze of only dead-end paths. And there is such a thing as living separated from life. Not by the escaping of death. But by the living outside of life in a place where its wholesome reaches fail. There is such living, and there is such a place. The living is like being a dog, aware, emotional, but void of self purpose. The place is like a beehive, active, inconstant, volatile. Life is linear, it runs from one point of time to another while ameering its contestants in a singular transition at any given moment, placing them on a one-track outcome, fate. There are boundaries in place, rules. There cannot be multiple futures or multiple endings. There cannot be purpose beyond what is attained in a two-dimensional timeline. But if not governed by these rules, then what? Life is these rules, and so to be outside of these rules is to be outside of life. And this uncertain place of living outside of life is the chaos of fate. The chaos of fate was my home, and had been since I ingested into my body the myriad of obstructions of fate from the devoted man's bazaar. Life disgorged me in a mass of unscrupulous discord. Every particle in my body, down to the most minuscule, was pitted against every other particle in my body. There was a battle within me. Every part and piece of me wanted to go a different way, make a different choice, follow a different fate. By these things alone, I was not human. I was Knave, a servant to pandemonium. In form, I existed, but as an abomination of convulsing flesh that writhed and rippled upon my body in the wake of its conflict. In sound, I spoke, but as an orchestra of untuned, forsaken instruments. In mind, I faltered, unable to comprehend my doings, the what, the why. Only memories ignited here and there to rekindle the remnants of my previous self. When I returned from the devoted man's bazaar with the obstructions of fate within me and looked at the Gaptha in the basement of my house and its five silver circlets of temperature reading and of interdimensional travel, recalling its acquisition, I was nothing but a ghost. Only for but moments did I understand the memory and my circumstances before reverting fully into mayhem's fledgling. With this unbecoming... I began my devastation on the world. It was the epicenter of the night's ruling when I came into new being at my return from the devoted man's bazaar. The neighborhood surrounding me was asleep. I sensed it all. The houses, the animals, the insects, the playground of possibility that I was to revel uncontrollably within. This was my spawning pool, and I had to pay each of my neighbors a visit. Their essences were within my spread of disordered destinies. Like ripe or rotten fruit, there was something to be done no matter the state. I set off towards the first house. In my vision, there was no division of space, plants, paths and house fluctuated before me as clouds of granule mass, and the overhanging darkness of the night danced upon these voided objects of my sight in unhidden, fluorescent brilliance. According to my awareness, I walked right inside the house, through the haze of tangible things without a knock or the picking of a lock or even a destructive blow. My essence itself was under the duress of its fissures and inconsistencies, held no substantial form of density. I had form, but it was hollow, displaceable, and, equally, my surroundings held the same composition in return. I existed on multiple planes, but for my living, for my consciousness, only one was reserved, one beneath reality. There I dwelled, And there, I experienced. Once inside my nearest neighbor's house, I moved with uncertainty, this way and that, uncoordinatedly stumbling through the strange debris of things that were. Only by the differing, unique patterns in the particle-strewn environment of my sight could I discern objects, and the couple sleeping peacefully. I walked into them, first through their bed, than through their bones. I played with the scattered particles that they were. I mixed them up and meshed them together. The patterns and those unique identifiers of individuality changed. What was once a pair of distinguishable entities was now a collage of confusion. I was unable to imagine what this scene would have resembled within the plane of normality. But, even if my thoughts could have been tame enough to imbue my mind's eye with visions of the gruesome possibilities, I would have prayed for such an ability to be stripped away after I left this abode. I continued under the guidance of my unruly ways into the remaining homes of the neighborhood and reenacted my baleful artistry. There was not a home or soul untouched for several blocks and there was not a single scream to warn of the dangers. Once that elusive meddling of fate, my misguided, merciless murders, had been satisfied in the nearby region, another trajectory of wayward providence apprehended me. I left the neighborhood and made my way out into the wilderness. I dawdled in awkward movements, but pushed on towards a distant voice. A calling that, despite the turmoil of my disposition, beckoned me to a determined location. I found myself waddling through grass by the looks of its pattern. Soon thereafter, the apparitions of substance that were my visual world suddenly dissipated. The patterns of the grass and the patterns of the sky fell away. By the time each particle had faded from my sensory I was completely consumed in black. Not the black of shadows or the black of death, but the black of eternity and of torture. There was a voice there with me. Welcome back,
1: it said. That concludes episode 66 of The Dark Verse. Make sure you download all of the past episodes from iTunes or at the Darkverse.com. Become my fan at facebook.com slash sharkchild. And also, you can take a look at my book at sharkchild.com. Uh, just click on Shark Child's Remains, the link on the top right, and you'll get taken to my shop. You can check out my book. Uh, which is The Dark First Volume 1. It has the first 26 stories from the podcast after they've been edited, and uh, it has some artwork by John Stifter. It's a really cool book. You should think about getting it and supporting me. It'd be sweet. And that's all I have for you. So, Peace. All stories on the Dark Verse are the sole property of Shark Child and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.